Welcome back. Now, demand for self-storage facilities continues to grow. In the half-year period, storage reported a 2.2% rise in its dividend per share on the back of a near 17% jump in property revenue. We're now joined by the CEO of Storage, Gavin Lucas. Thank you so much for your time, Gavin. Now, of course, we know the boost that you got from the pandemic, but you say in your results commentary that the pandemic-related drivers of demand have eased. So would you say that demand at this point is normalized? Yes, uh, I would say so. But importantly, and one can see it when one looks at the results that we've delivered in both South Africa and the UK, you know, that demand, which became elevated uh, post uh, the initial onset of COVID, you know, has certainly remained at elevated levels relative to pre-pandemic levels. And I think we can see that coming through in the operational performance that we've been able to deliver in both markets, both in SA and the UK. Ah, all right. I mean, well, actually, let's talk about those uh, macroeconomic um, kind of demand fundamentals that stand out that do impact the business both in the UK and South Africa. Yeah, well, look, I think the, the biggest one, you know, outside of out and out demand, which we've just been touching on, which has remained healthy in both South Africa and the UK, the big one with us being a reach and having some debt on our balance sheet. Uh, while I'm there, you know, it would be uh, remiss of me not to comment on and say that you know our yeah. debt levels are very healthy and are at low levels. They're sitting at 31.9% uh, of the asset base, so that's our LTV levels. And that debt uh, is significantly interest rate hedged with more than 75% of it being on that basis. That being said... The rate and the pace that the interest rates moved out at in both markets was rapid. Okay, so in both markets, you know, the 12 month period, we saw a 300 to 350 basis points move in the interest rates. And naturally, for that unhedged portion of the book, that's going to have an impact um, on being able to, you know, kind of deliver the growth in dividend and earnings. Uh, that our shareholders are so hungry for. Ah, all right. Um, and just uh, talking about, you know, demand drivers, uh, talk to me about your occupancies as well in, in, in both regions in the UK and South Africa, because things seem a little bit shaky in the UK at this point uh, when it comes to macro well, ma- macroeconomic challenges. Yeah, look, I mean, we can start with the UK. Look, there's no doubt that uh, the high interest rate environment coupled with what I would term as the sticky inflationary environment has you know, been different for the UK. It's something that they hadn't experienced for some time. Mm. Uh, that being said, we are fortunate in that you know, our product is highly resilient. You know, the depth of demand and the different user groups is significant. Um, so from that perspective, you know, we've been fortunate. What we saw for the 12-month period ended September was, in fact, a same store uh, rate growth coming through of over 5%, which is very healthy. On the occupancy side, we saw occupancies come off a bit, you know, by just under 2%. Importantly there, that's not just us giving up some uh, some of our space, but importantly, we also uh, brought online an additional 5,000 square meters of space during the period. So the actual denominator and the amount of space has grown uh, as well. In the South African market, the business is in a very healthy and strong position. Um, Traditionally, summer and the summer months are our stronger trading period. 
And for this 12-month period ended September, so which is, includes, you know, effectively for the six-month period that we're reporting on now, the first half of FY24, that includes our winter months in South Africa. You know, we've seen occupancies grow by more than 9,000 square meters. All right? And at the same time, our rental rates have grown by, on a same store basis, more than 9%. Together, those translate into a same store rental rate growth of 13%, which in the context of South African commercial property, South African listed commercial property on a same store basis, uh, in, in my view, is nothing short of, of outstanding in terms of the operating metrics. Ah, all right. I mean, your joint ventures are a very important part of your strategy. Um, and I'd like to know what the runway for that looks like, but also uh, what the composition is between your JVs and your wholly owned properties, and if there is an ideal uh, weighting of, of those in, in your portfolio that, you, that you're going for. So including all the uh, properties which are held in our joint ventures from the value perspective, the portfolio, total portfolio across both markets would now be up at just over 16 billion rands worth of value. You know, of that, there would be 10 billion rands worth of value sitting in the UK uh, and 6 billion rands, the balance of that effectively sitting in South Africa. In terms of uh, the value of the property portfolio, which includes our share of those joint ventures, all right, the, the value would be sitting at just over 12 billion uh, rands worth of, of, of property across both markets. Yeah. The joint ventures are what we call part of our capital light strategy. At the end of the day, yes, it's self-storage, but we're a real estate player, and real estate is capital intensive, which means it's, it's heavy on the balance sheet, so to speak. And in the environment in which we're in at the moment, as a South African risk, uh, a REIT, Despite the fact that you know, more than 55% of our asset base is sitting in the UK, there is a sovereign risk overlay, uh, which is attached to our share that's being publicly traded in Johannesburg. And what that means is that our cost of equity is at an elevated level. It's not particularly attractive. And at the same time, we've seen the cost of debt push out so dramatically. In order uh, to allow us to carry on growing in an attractive manner and earning uh, management fees and development fees for putting ventures together and developing new properties and then managing them on an ongoing basis. We saw the third-party management model uh, as something that is very attractive to us. And it's a model that we essentially uh, had followed in the U.S. and the U.S. self-storage REIT sector, which it was very well executed. And so for the last three years, we've been um, deliberately growing our, our joint venture platform. In the UK, we have two significant joint ventures. In South Africa, we have three joint venture partners, one of which is a major one, that is with uh, Ned, Nedbank, uh, their corporate investment bank, and they're represented through Nedbank Property Partners. We delivered four new properties in the Nedbank joint venture in the first six months of the year. Uh, two of those were in uh, Johannesburg, uh, in very attractive locations, uh, those being Bryanston and Grosvenor Crossing, uh, right alongside Virgin Active, and as well as in Morningside, right next to the Wedge Shopping Centre. And then in Cape Town, we bought online uh, two properties recently, one in uh, Pardon Island uh, on the west coast and, and close to the city centre in Cape Town, and the second one in the suburban area, in the suburban area of, of Pines. Over and above that, we have an additional uh, two properties uh, which are going to uh, come on stream uh, at some stage in the next financial year. 
The one is in the Greater Sandown area. It's a building that we converted in Cramerville. And the second one uh, is a property uh, uh, in Century City uh, in Cape Town, which we are also busy co-developing with the Robbie Property Group. In the UK, we bought online two new developments uh, in our joint ventures in the first half of the year, one in central London, just outside central London, and that is uh, close to Heathrow Terminal 5, as well as uh, in the uh, town of, of Bath uh, in the south southwest. And we have two additional properties which will open up in the current period, post uh, the 30 September half year, one being uh, in West Bromwich, uh, which is just north of Birmingham, and the second one uh, in the town of Canterbury, uh, in the county of, of Kent. So, yeah, there's a lot of growth that's been uh, coming online, uh, linked to our joint venture structures, and we're very pleased with the uh, with the results, uh, you know, of that capital art strategy. And you know, it would be also very pertinent to say that you know the the management fees which we've been able to bring through have been significant. You know, for the half year period, they've come in just under uh, 40 million, 39 million to be to be more precise. And that is already uh, more than double what we delivered for the full year to F FY23 to, to the end of March for management fees. So we certainly see some good traction um, on the capital art strategy. Ah, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time unpacking those results and also the pillars of your strategy and also what we can look forward to in terms of growth for the company in the next reporting period. Thank you so much for your time, Gavin. Uh, that was the CEO of Storage, Gavin Lucas.